Careful, dig up that treasure. Don't more troops, just more troops. All right, so let's get out of here for John. Start saying anything worse. None of this is in the show, or all this is in the show. I don't know. New Year. Do you feel like you're a goof off now? Uh, what do you mean? Like in life? <laughs> well, well, compared to that phase of your life. Oh. Do you feel like, oh, I'm a goof off? Or no, I'm, I mean, if I would, I, would, I would be able to take it seriously and put the work in now. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. What is the show about? All right. Hey. I don't know. Oh, we should record. <laughs> we're just going to talk. We haven't talked in so long. We're just going to small talk uh, all the way through the. <laughs> Wait, Power. is the hiatus over? Have we begun again? Hey, even though- <laughs> hey, welcome back to another episode of 1980s Now, also known as John's Other Podcast. I should just say that. Welcome back to John's Other Podcast. Well, this version, this this version of John's podcast is a weekly examination of 1980s pop culture and its influence today. My name is Will. Joining me as always are Kat and John, whom I already mentioned. Hey, guys. Hi, guys. Hey. I'm so glad we're back. I missed it. I did too. Oh. Mm-hmm. Even though we kind of were in group chat most days, but it's, different. it's not <laughs> the same. Recording, it's not yeah. the same. I feel really yeah. rusty. You say that every week. Oh, that's, that's true. Whole that's true. Like, yeah. <laughs> I have an excuse. I feel like I need to do a few. What like those right. things we would do like an acting class? <laughs> <laughs> Shake it out. Exercise your instrument. Get the energy. <laughs> Put your pants on, John. Watch it there. <laughs> All right, let's get back on track and do a good show. Here we go. <laughs> Were we on the okay. track? Right. Oh, a good show, hey, finally. let's start all over again. Hey, okay. Hey, on today's <laughs> show, we're going to talk about the movie tropes that populated 1980s films. You know, those, uh, it's a little hard to describe or define what they are, and we can talk about that later, but we'll just say for now, they're the overused characters, plot devices, mm-hmm. scenes. Mm-hmm. That are often mm-hmm. shorthand for something more. Like it could be the a, a pocket protector in one in the high school kids, uh, you know, uh, shirt. Uh, or it could mm-hmm. be having uh, the damsel fall down when she's being chased by the movie monster. You know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. It could be other mm-hmm. types of things. We're going to talk about that. The ones we love, the ones we hate, the ones that should never eliminate a movie screen ever again. Uh, <laughs> and we also asked for your input, and we're going to share a number of the tropes that you messaged us about on social media. Mm-hmm. Before that, though, <laughs> some things never change. Yeah. But first, I've been listening to these classes online, you know, and oh my gosh, within three minutes, so many things that they were going to get to later. And I get that. Like, John, you've probably had maybe based on your, your videos, uh, I would guess that you've had mm-hmm. this kind of training where it's like, I can't remember what the steps are. It's like, tell me what you're going to tell me, tell me it, and then ask me if I know it, something like that, or like the three steps to educating something about something. That's Marshall McLuhan. So I went to media school. It's tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, then tell them what you told them. Right. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Uh Yeah. Uh-huh. But for crying out loud, just tell me already. <laughs> I just, I, but you do have to do the middle step at some point. You do have yeah. to actually tell me, please. Yeah. Right. But if you just tell me, we wouldn't, you wouldn't have to. Uh, I, I know it's, it's about retention, you know, it's about retention. And no one needs to retain any of this. It's all a bunch of garbage, but whatever. Anyway, this, uh, so anyway, my point is, is that later, not now, we're going to talk about uh, 1980s uh, or news stories, current news stories related to 1980s media, including a sequel, 40 years in the making, a pop legend will tour, mm-hmm. hip hop legends will stream, finally, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the Indiana Jones sequel we deserve. 
Uh, time codes are in the show notes <laughs> if you'd like to skip around. Handy. Before, I, you know, as I realized, I just say before a lot. Before we move on, hey, I wanted to make a quick announcement here. Uh-huh. Um, so our topic, by way of uh, an announcement, uh, and also giving, um, why am I out of breath? It's because I did, <laughs> this is what it's like to be almost 52 <laughs> and to just shake my hands a little bit. <laughs> I am winded. You had I'm going to have to lie involved. down. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you had a little full body action there. Yeah, well, I was doing a shoulder <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You just get those arms and the shoulders really relaxed. But yeah, but no. I got to take a drink of water here. <laughs> Regroup. Deep I, breath. Yeah, I need like a good... Cleanse. Full breath. <laughs> so look, by way of an announcement and also sort of explaining how we arrived at our topic today, our topic was inspired by Dream Kid, uh, the uh, musician... Mm-hmm. Oh. Social, what do they call these folks? Uh, um, social influencer, what are those? What, media? What? Yeah. Sure. Well, content creator. Content creator. Some there kind you of an, go. Yeah. Musician, some kind of influencer, content. creator. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he grew from 2,000 to 100,000 followers in five weeks on Instagram due Whoa. to these popular short videos that he does yeah, yeah. Uh, where he scores a 1980s movie trope. So there you go. There's a mm-hmm. the tie in there. Yep. Yeah. Well, so cool. So that's the tie in there. And by way of uh, or, or the, the announcement portion of this is to tell you that we've listened to you and I've listened to John and Kat and my wife. Really? And we're, we are carving. <laughs> I know, right? Like I didn't just listen to my own ideas for once. <laughs> but um, we, <laughs> going forward, we're going to carve out the interview portion of the show. So uh, to the extent that we have any interviews at any given on a particular given week, and we won't have them every week, but they will mm-hmm. be arriving, be published on a different day as separate ah. from the show. Mm. Mm-hmm. Which gives you more time to hear us, which is, you told us you wanted that. Who but, said that? But also a chance to hear <laughs> us chat with Literally some really everyone. interesting <laughs> folks. And this week, later in the week, uh, you're going to hear uh, my conversation with Dream Kid, because Dream Kid just published mm-hmm. his debut self-titled album, Dream Kid, on Outland Recordings. Uh, you can find it anywhere you stream your music, or you can get a cassette, a CD, or a vinyl uh, print nice. of it nice. uh, on Bandcamp. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, I look forward to this interview. Yeah. Yeah. Re- re- look, great guy. Talented. Mm-hmm. Certainly talented. Mm-hmm. Um, because, I, you know, as I mentioned, he does this thing on uh, Instagram. I've watched mm-hmm. them. They're really yeah. cool. You can't miss them. Anyway, but that <laughs> it did remind me that once again, it's time to play. Oh, no. I'll grab them by the balls and squeeze till they're dead. Oh. So <laughs> that has nothing um. to do with, look, that's from a movie, <laughs> The Big Picture. And <laughs> I don't want to play. <laughs> it was, look, the, the game is about movies. So I was like, what, what is there, what is an 80s film that's about making of movies? And Big Picture uh-huh. is the first one that came to mind. And Martin Short does this character that's just iconic in the, in the film. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So as I mentioned, Dream Kid takes a trope and scores it. And you can see it right there. Mm-hmm. It's little short things. And I, I'll yeah. ask him all about that when we talk to him later this week. But, oh. so I have a game for us and I, I, I'm going to play along. I don't know. So you guys, you don't okay. have to worry. I'm not tossing really? you under the bus because I'm going to play along oh, our, wow. our off the screen or behind the scenes producer Lonnie put this together. So I don't know the answers. Wow. So mm. I have three clips of Dream Kids, uh, you know, score that we've yes. done here. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I've got four tropes. So okay. we're going to hear a clip and see if we can determine out of these four tropes, which one goes with the audio awesome. all right so okay. i'm gonna ahead of time i'm gonna tell you what these are and again i haven't seen this yet so i don't know what it is all right okay so here's one mm-hmm. it's 1983 you've just moved into a new neighborhood and the girl next door is the prettiest girl you've ever seen 
Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So that's 1982. Pretty girl. Okay. Something romantic, maybe. It's 1982. You've been in a slump, but you've just joined the gym and you're ready to make your ex regret leaving you. Oh, mm. okay. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I had the okay. tiger. It's yeah, 1984 right? <laughs> and you, you and your lover jump into a convertible and run away to a new town without telling oh. anybody. Whoa. Okay. Something thrilling. Or it's 1981 and you're in the city getting chased by corrupt cops. Oh. Okay. All right. So here's Ooh, clip early. number one. Let's see if right. we could figure out if it's, uh, which one of these it is. Okay. Okay. It's not the romantic one. Hmm, okay. No, it, I, none I, of these romantic It feels ones. corrupt copy to me. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe... Uh, wait, wait, wait. Huh. Go ahead. What? Oh, so you got the gym. You've got okay. leaving town. Okay. Yeah, it's not pretty, leaving town. It's not pretty girl. next door and corrupt cops. It could be hitting the gym. It, it, it's kind of minor <laughs> key-ish, yeah. which, which made me think <laughs> cop being chased by the cops. Yeah. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh, I'm leaning towards Jim or leaving town. Um, I thought John I was going to say town. minor key is connected to somehow going to the gym. <laughs> He's no, 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 yeah, no one wants no, to go no, to the gym. No, no, no. So melancholy. No. It's very sad. Who's happy after that? All right. So J John was leaning towards Jim a little bit. I was too. Let's say Jim for that. What do you got, Kat? You go, you... I, I was sort of thinking maybe leaving town. Maybe. All right. Here we go. Number one mm. is... Being chased by corrupt cops. John was right. Ding, 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 ding. There we go. There we nice. go. A minor key did it. Yep. Wow. All right. So let me take okay. that one out. All right. So, okay. Here's clip number two. Let's see what this is for right. Dream Kid. Oh. I'm thinking maybe pretty girl. Like you see her and like, oh, wow. Yes. Mm. Yes. It sounds so sparkly and uh, yeah. very Oh, no, wow. no. This is leaving town. <laughs> if John gets all these right. Gonna. I think it's leaving town. All I think right, it is. Right, okay. I say girl, okay. girl because next door. It started kind of adventurous and then it got mm -hmm. into like this beat in it. And I'm like, oh, well now they're, they're on the road and they're, yeah, they're cooking. No, they're hey, not telling anybody. Be, be involved in the pretty girl admiration. Are you seeing pretty girl also, Kat? <laughs> yeah, I think so. All right, yeah. Number two is you're leaving town. Oh my gosh. Ladies and gentlemen. John, how is it doing this? <laughs> and you didn't even want to play. <laughs> All right. well, that's what it was about grabbing and squeezing. Oh, I, yeah, now yeah, I yeah. want to play. He was worried about his, yeah. 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 Okay. It was the consequences I was not right. interested in on well, the game. Yeah, that's itself. if you get him wrong. That's what happens. Oh, no. All right. <laughs> that's why I'm getting him right to yeah. ensure right. that Here's the take final place. one. Uh, he needs the proper motivation. We're down yeah. to Jim and uh, Pretty Girl Next Door. Oh, be easy. That's Pretty Girl. Pretty Girl. Yeah. I got to hear the rest of it. Oh, yeah, that, that's the key. John waits. He's very patient. Yeah, it's, it's oh. not raucous enough to be Jim. No. Yeah, okay. It, it just it, if it's Jim, I'll be stunned. I, I'm just gonna go with John anyway because he's. <laughs> if if it's going to the gym, it's not very good. I'm, oh. pretty cool. <laughs> right, I'm saying pretty girl. Cat saying pretty girl. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You've just joined the gym. Son of a gun, John's streak. It's a bad one. It's a bad uh, one. But yeah, that, but even that didn't still, sound very Jimmy. But still, even still, John was like, it's got to be the gym, but. Oops, sorry. But it's a bad one. Yeah, but it's so a bad yeah, one. he not yeah. only knew it was the gym, but he right. okay. All right, so here is the pretty girl clip though that we didn't uh, hear. Okay. okay. All right. Oh, kind of heart. Maybe when she's also a uh, vampire, maybe <laughs> she's a pretty girl, yeah. but he notices she has a fangs and a tail. I don't know. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I kind of get it. I think I kind of get it. Nah, no. Yeah, She's out of your little, reach, you know, that kind of thing maybe. So it's... A little interest, a little intrigue there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, huh. just... It doesn't sound that pretty. That's all I can say. <laughs> All right. Well, we anyway, can't let Dream Kid hear this. You're putting down his. Look, we we can talk about this, uh, and we'll talk to Dream Kid in a little while. And you know, the kind of music that this is, you know, it's it's called synthwave, and it's a new genre mm. of music that mm-hmm. it look it makes you feel like the 1980s. It makes you nostalgic mm-hmm. for that era, but it isn't a kind of uh, top 40 music that we had during that era. Instead, it's more like uh, it's it's more akin to a John Carpenter score than Duran yeah. Duran. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very much. Yeah, it's movie, 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 music, movie, music. And on a Dream Kids album, he's, you know, he's fleshed out a number of these. They're full-length songs, and on a good number of them, he's actually sings, too. They have lyrics as well. Ooh, it's not just cool. instrumental. So, um, hey, let's get on, let's move the show uh, away from that and on, on to uh, 1980s news. How about that? We got a lot of it. Today. Yeah, all right. So, hey, okay. So, hey, this week in 1980s news, and look, some of the... Several of these news items maybe came out during the hiatus. Like, uh, I don't know if you mentioned it on the show, John, but yeah, we've had dozens of stories that we had to just wait anxiously mm-hmm. to speak about. But anyway, so well, yeah. you do the edit. How do you not know if that's going to make the edit? I just don't remember <laughs> if we were recording yet. <laughs> I think we were it's recording. Like, I haven't decided if I'm going to cut that part out, John. <laughs> well, we'll see. Depends on if what you, else you said. Yeah, exactly. If you have any other gems, it gets knocked down. Right now, it's primo stuff that you said earlier about. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Hey, anyway, uh, so uh, Hulu has released a trailer for History of the World Part 2. Mm-hmm. And yep. I'm super excited about this. Of course, the original History of the World came out in 1981. It mm-hmm. teased that there was going to be a sequel that would include a, uh, what, a Jews in Space and some sort of, uh, and Hitler on ice, and a number of other things that I don't know if they're going to be in this or not because they don't show up in the trailer, but it would be great callbacks if he somehow tied it together. Mm-hmm. But instead of being a film, this uh, Hulu ser- Hulu show is going to be a series, an eight-episode sketch series that will take a tour through the past oh. with uh, Mel Brooks uh, you know, returning to provide us with his d- distinct comic uh, sensibility. Wow, um, so it's not a movie. No, yeah, no. Wow. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And uh, the 96-year-old Brooks stars in the series, along with contemporary mm-hmm. comedians uh, Nick Kroll, Wanda Sykes, and Ike Barinholtz, who are also mm-hmm. writers and producers on the series. Mm. Boo koodles of people in this. I mean, yeah. when Mel Brooks calls, nobody says no, is what this tells me. <laughs> right. You know, Mel Brooks, would you like to be in a, Yes. What is it? Just, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> yeah, yes. John, you're right, because the list is, and I thought the same thing when I read this list. Well, you see the trailer, you mm-hmm. see a number of folks, you're like, oh, they're in it too? Mm-hmm. Um, and by the way, the trailer I thought looks in keeping with the tone of the first film, but in an updated way, like that kind of great sort of balance yeah. we've talked about on the show where you're, when you're looking to revisit an old franchise or something, you know, it's that yeah. oh, sweet mm-hmm. spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I caught a glimpse of Rufus from Timeless in the trailer. Oh, you know, I'm trying to remember. I think you might yeah, be right. I'm pretty sure yeah. I spotted him. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a star studded cast of people oh that he's got on this thing. You know, when I, when I saw it, it, it also reminded me, I don't know why History of the World Part 1 reminds me of, there's a horrible movie called Holy Moses. Yes. If you've seen that. Right. It's like Dudley Moore, Dudley Richard Moore. Pryor. Oh. Yeah, it's right. Holy, like W-H-O-L-L-Y, like entirely right. Moses. Uh-huh. I, I think it was like a copycat. You know, there's a great film, like History of the World. This was like right. a copycat of that, but it's mm-hmm. one of those historical farces. It also looked a lot like the modern um, drunk history series that kind of right. has that, you know, all these guest stars and that kind of thing. But it, it looks, uh-huh. it looks 
I don't know how it could be bad. It's got Mel Brooks right, and all right. those great comedians in it. It's it should be fun no matter what. How could it be bad? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. Among the many, look, I didn't write. I don't have all the actors here because there were too many too. We would be, mm-hmm. you know, but it includes uh, Pamela Adlon, uh, Jillian Bell, Dove Cameron, Darcy Carden, mm-hmm. Ronnie Chang, mm-hmm. Rob Corgi, Danny DeVito, David Coveney. <gasps> Yay. Uh, Kumail mm. Nanjiani, Emily, Emily Ratajowski, Sarah, Seth Rogen, Sarah Silverman, on and on. Johnny Knoxville, on and on and on. Yep, wow. yep, yep. It's going to premiere on March 6th, and it's going to air over four consecutive days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the trailer, much like the Holy Moses that John refers to, you see a number of historical figures being lampooned, including Jesus, Noah, uh, Harriet <laughs> Tubman, Sigmund Freud, Abraham Lincoln, <laughs> uh, and somehow in the trailer, they're all introducing themselves. I, I hope that's actually in the series that that was an extra B-roll they shot. Huh. That they're like obviously, you know, uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm Jesus. Right. You know, I'm <laughs> whoever. They're like right. saying the name of who they are in character. Yes. To tell you who they are, and I think that's an extra funny thing that I noticed. Ah, <laughs> yeah, almost like cool. to make sure the audience knows who they are in case they're not exactly. Like, <laughs> right. Nowadays, people He's like, don't know stuff. <laughs> Like, right? I mean, it's Marco, Marco Polo. It'll sound right. better in the pool. Right. <laughs> yes. I got that in the trailer. Yes. That's right. Okay. Hey, in other 1980s news, according to a giant freaking robot exclusive, <laughs> Back to the Future Netflix series is in development. And a giant freaking robot writes, according to our trusted and proven sources. Oh. oh. <laughs> Once again, you cannot find another. I mean, their sources must not tell anybody anything else because no one else is reporting on this. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Just as a reminder that there's some bullshit sources of pop culture out there and giant freaking robot is on the And we're not one of them. There you go. For the masses. Yay. You learned it here. Hey, in real news, however, as Hollywood reported by the Hollywood Reporter, Madonna biopic mm-hmm. is dead. Oh. <laughs> she was going to direct that, wasn't she? She was, yeah. I heard, yeah. What I didn't know, though, at the time was that she has directed other films. I feel like I knew Two that. other feature films named her as director, including Filth and Wisdom, oh. a 2008 mm. dramedy set in the UK, and 2011's W.E., a historical romance about King Edward VIII's abdication of the British throne to marry American divorcee <laughs> Wallace Simpson. I mean... What? I just, I just have to say that yeah. when you said she directed Filth and Wisdom, I thought you were listing her two films. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I thought too and then I decided yeah. oh it must yeah. be this podcast like, for me there's that, filth and yeah. wisdom that I know yeah, that sounds out. like yes. two films Madonna would direct filth yes. and the amazing follow up was right. well, bookends <laughs> to her career oh that's that's deep yep. nice. so yeah it, it's no longer in development at Universal Pictures it, for, it was first announced in 2020 that uh, hmm. the singer was going to chronicle her career which uh, spans almost four decades and has gone far beyond music into art, movies, fashion. I mean, mm-hmm. she's influenced a number mm-hmm. of other areas as well. Of course, mm-hmm. she Come burst on. onto the scene Vogue. in our <laughs> vote. Yes, they yeah. gave us uh, and lost a lawsuit <laughs> for sampling a, a song in Vogue. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, she burst onto the scene during our f- favorite decade in the 1980s yes. and established herself as the queen of pop, married to, of course, the king of pop, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Royalty. Right. And their son, Prince. Uh, I don't know. Hey, I get it. So show of hands, who, who's disappointed yeah. that the Madonna biopic is canceled? Anyone? Anyone? Yeah. And there's why it's canceled. Who cares? Yeah, it's gotta be, right? Well, some folks I, I are just, speculating I, that it was canceled because she announced a massive tour. Although yeah. multiple sources, according to a Hollywood reporter, say that that's not true, that it was actually put 
in a turnaround late last year. So before the tour was even going to be announced or was, ah. was planned. Mm-mm. Doesn't make sense. You would synergy that. You would go, oh, well, I'm going to roll the yeah. tour into the documentary, make it part of it, make sure. one subsidize the other, tax shelter, blah, 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 blah. No, that mm-hmm. doesn't ring true. If you're going to do two things, you're going to roll them together and mm-hmm. and help them support one another. I I think just, I think it wasn't an, yeah. Madonna's fantastic. She's a fantastic artist. Mm-hmm. Loved her in the eighties. She mm-hmm. kind of went kind of bananas later in life. I felt like, <laughs> but, but yeah. take nothing away from her. I don't need to see her biopic necessarily. Yeah. I just, maybe that's me. I'm, Madonna fans are mad. Sorry, Kat. I, you know, I, I'm fine without the biopic. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. <laughs> if somebody put it in front of me, I'd watch it. <laughs> like Clockwork like, Orange style. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you mean? They put it in front of you. What scenario is this? We have no say over what you're watching. If you blink, you die. <laughs> and then Madonna? I think, John, you're on, maybe on to something because, you know, and unlike the film, the series or whatever it was planned to be, because there was some talk maybe it needed to be a series because her life was, they were just trying to cover too much. But film mm. or series, the story that it was canceled in reaction to the tour seems less believable than the fact that she scheduled the tour after the film was canceled. Mm-hmm. Because yep. the, 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 well, now I have free time. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because now, look, like we mentioned, she's Madonna had released an, an announcement video, um, sort of with a nod to her film Truth or Dare. There was a a bunch of special guests prompted her with a challenge. "Quote: I dare you to do a world tour and play your greatest motherfucking hits." Is what the people ah. encouraged in this video. Well, well to celebrate okay. the 40th anniversary of her breakout single "Holiday," she is embarking mm. on her first ever greatest hits tour. Okay. Uh, it turns out that in the past she has avoided doing some of her hits on tour because she was just sick of them. <laughs> I would hate to be at that show. Where you're like, do <laughs> holiday, and she's play oh, no. the hits. Absolutely, I- that's what people. You go live. Right. Look, nobody says, welcome to our show. Here's some experimental stuff we're working on. No. Yeah. No. No. Free bird. We want right. to hear the hits every time we go. You can play yeah. your own stuff as long as that's with the new stuff, you know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got to play the hits. Intermingle it with the stuff that we all want to hear. Yeah. See, Madonna, that's why we don't want to see your damn biopic because you won't play the hits. Yeah. <laughs> Did Duran Duran just do the hits, Kat? Are they, I mean. They- no, they did a mixture they did. They did plenty of hits and mm-hmm. they had um, some of their newer, the, the, from their newest album mm-hmm. from Future Past uh, in there, which for me were hits because <laughs> I love that uh-huh. album. Um, but I did, interestingly, I saw some chatter on Twitter from somebody who was complaining about Duran Duran playing any of their hits. He said, <laughs> yawn. Oh I want to hear them play. And he was naming some of the more obscure songs, which I right. wouldn't mind personally, but you know, the hits. But not really at the exclusion exciting. of the hits, <laughs> yeah. right? Exactly. Not don't play the hits, right? Of oh course. my gosh, yeah. 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 And, and they're not <laughs> hits for a reason, right? And exactly. These B-sides were, you know, mm-hmm. they're fine. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. They're, Supporting yes. material. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So now she's got this, uh, you know, tour coming up called the Celebration Tour. It's going to span 40 years of her career, on, you know, which was, mm-hmm. her, like, to your point, John, that's what the film was mm-hmm. supposed to be about. Yeah. Uh, she's yep. going to uh, bring her this uh, tour to 35 cities across North America and Europe. And she said, quote, I am excited to explore as many songs as possible in hopes uh-huh. to give my fans the show they've been waiting for, end quote. Mm-hmm. So she knows that's what people have yeah. wanted. Yep. <laughs> in fact, 
Okay. I, I, look, I love Madonna, 1980s Madonna, a little bit into the yeah. 1990s Madonna. Yeah. Even yeah. was it Ray of Light, that album? I had that one. That's a good mm-hmm. one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I didn't, I wasn't aware of like, she performed as recently as 2019. Oh, wow. Not my town. <laughs> she did a, what they refer to in this uh, article as a theater based Madam X show, which was promoting her 2019 album, Madam X. What? Okay. Anyway, I told my wife, Madonna, Madonna's on tour. We, my wife and I love Madonna. She loves Madonna okay. more than I love, love her. Uh-huh. All right. She, I'm pretty sure she saw Madonna on tour. Wow. Ooh, oh, nice. You know, back in the eighties or nineties. So she was like, we have to go. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. (laughs) I just, you know, part of it is for me too, is, and look, I don't want to sound like I'm shaming anyone in any regard. And so I don't know, I don't really know how to talk about this. Mm -hmm. But when I see Madonna on social media, and it seems to be a resurgence of her in social media Mm -hmm. in the last Mm -hmm. couple of years, she doesn't Mm -hmm. look anything like herself anymore. Mm -mm. No. It seems like she's fighting to still look youthful. I think, yeah, yeah. She's not leaning into um, her maturity. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like she's she's trying mm-hmm. to go backwards. Age with yeah. dignity, like Will does. Mm. <laughs> Thank you, John. Yes. You don't, you don't dye your beard, you know, mm. you know. Yeah, it looks good. It looks good on you. A little salt and pepper, dignified. Mm-hmm. Yeah, adjust mm-hmm. the hairpiece. Perfect. See? Yep. Dignity. I, if I didn't know yeah. that it was Madonna, yeah. I don't think mm-hmm. I would know that it's Madonna yeah, yeah. by by the visuals. Yeah, go ahead, John. I don't even know if I want to say it anymore. <laughs> just, I don't. I don't know how it's going to come out. I don't know. I'll just say it. We'll edit it, or I'll get okay. canceled. I don't know which. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oops. I mean, whatever it is that makes you feel comfortable in your own skin, okay, yeah. do that. Yes, sure. But sure. Yeah. I am owed that same reciprocity. That if that naturally repels me, that's my right too. Oh, I see. Sure. Yeah. Sure, yeah, yeah. You see? Yeah. And it's yeah. like, I, I, I totally, do what you want to do, get the plastic mm-hmm. surgery you want. But if mm-hmm. I look at it and I go, uh, mm-hmm. don't get upset with me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. that's, mm-hmm. I, I, this is my skin I'm in and this is how I feel about it. Just like mm-hmm. you were adamant about how you felt about it. Mm-hmm. And like you said, Kat, when I, when I see Madonna now, I'm like, what happened? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Hey, it's been great being on the show, everybody. Thanks for the time Oops. here. <laughs> hey, wait, he really, he locked off. He logged off. I canceled myself. That that uncanny, is that apply here? Yes, that is, yes. It's, it's, That's what they refer to when they do like a CGI human. There's something yeah. where you disconnect mm-hmm. from it. That uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah. it's like, ooh, it's not yeah. quite, yeah. You're, not, yeah, they're, they're, you're like, oh, wow, you're yeah. almost Madonna, It's but it's just not quite there, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's the thing for me. I, mm-hmm. mostly it makes me feel sad for her in a sense, Mm. because look, I've struggled with some sort of body dysmorphia for a long time Mm -hmm. where you think you see yourself in one way that other people telling you don't look that way, you know? So it could be that, it could be some self-esteem issue Mm -hmm. and it may be none of those things. But my Mm -hmm. hope is, is that if she's doing those things to try to hold on to something or she feels like Mm -hmm. she's lacking something, I wish she had it because everybody deserves that sort of love and, you know, adoration. Without yes. having to go to extremes. I do respect but, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I respect that she's yeah. doing whatever's right for her. If this if this is what's right for her mm-hmm. and if this is helping her feel good about herself, then that's cool. But um but yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely a little um uncanny <laughs> or unnerving <laughs> a little bit. I'm not well, sure. <laughs> yeah, to your point, Kat, I mean I, I don't know, I don't know if the guy mentioned her age. I don't know if it's in here, but I think she's like sixty three years old or something mm-hmm. like that. So hey, in that sense mm-hmm. she's a, uh, you know, to be admired mm-hmm. for still being out there yeah. doing a concert, yes. 35 cities. I hope yes. to have that sort of, I got winded earlier in the show for shaking my hands. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, speaking Fact. of music from the 1980s, this is a very exciting story to me. It's reported by Variety. Ooh. 
and it's perhaps the best story of uh, 2023 so far among the dozens that John may or may not have talked about earlier in the show. <laughs> De La Soul's music is finally coming to streaming services in March. So if you don't know, we've yes. talked about it on and off some other prior episodes. Mm-hmm. De La Soul has been absent from streaming services and in particular mm-hmm. their, uh, their debut album from 1989, Three Feet High and Rising, mm-hmm. has been absent Apple and all their competitors because of various legal battles. Um, right. mm. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, for the first time, it's going to be available as of uh, March 3rd, which, mm-hmm. not coincidentally, is the 34th anniversary of the release of the debut. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> and a resounding right. yawn echoed through the halls of all the music pirates. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's only if you're waiting for it to be on a streaming service. Oh, if you have oh, it, oh, 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 I see what and it's already downloaded, right. yeah. you know, it's like, right. oh, it's on a streaming service. I'm streaming it now. You know, it's, it's right. only if you, you are a, a prisoner to those streaming services content. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's true, John. Yeah. But mm-hmm. you know what? Mm-hmm. And the, the part of it that excites me is I know that as a result of this, they haven't seen any money. Yeah. And yeah. I mm-hmm. think I, I, if I recall, and maybe we talked to professor KJ green about this a while ago, mm. but right. if I recall, and, and I think they've renegotiated things now. It's part of this story. But mm-hmm. originally, you know, they had this contract that they negotiated pre-streaming. It was in the late 1980s. We didn't know that sure. we'd have this. So mm-hmm. I think they said something like, even if they get to stream, they're going to make something like three cents, mm. like for every million dollars, something ridiculous. Right. Like they're going to make, <laughs> basically make no money. But so anyway, that's what I'm most excited about these guys, because that album is just Truly groundbreaking. You know, I put it up there with, mm-hmm. with Paul's Boutique and uh, mm-hmm. uh, It Takes a Nation of Millions to Hold Us Back, Public Enemy. In mm-hmm. those albums that used, you know, samples to create whole other sounds. Mm-hmm. Now, in their mm-hmm. case, unfortunately, it was still done during that uh, Wild West age of samples where nobody yeah. was quite sure what they needed to do. <laughs> yeah, right. And it couldn't have been the burden on the musicians to know. You know, it should have been on the record label, which was Tommy Boy right. at the time. And yeah. I don't know if the fault necessarily lies with them. But the samples were not cleared. So part of this getting to them a streaming service was cutting all these mm-hmm. deals, I imagine, with the actual... Uh, mm-hmm. Copyright holders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With mm-hmm. songs like uh, Me, Myself, and I, Say No Go, The Magic Number. Yeah. Um, the album was certified platinum, reached number one on the Billboard R&B and Hip Hop charts, and it was number 24 on the Billboard 200 album charts. So the uh, the catalog, which has been held up for decades, as I mentioned, by these various legal challenges, including a sample clearance issues, was acquired by Reservoir Media as part mm-hmm. of its acquisition of the Tommy Boy Records catalog. And I read somewhere, I believe the uh, the deal they made was for like $100 million to, to acquire this uh, catalog. Um, the group told Variety in 2021 that they were thrilled with the deal with Reservoir, noting, and at that time I should mention, they thought the, the that the, the uh, music was going to be available, I believe that November. So November of 2021. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that didn't happen. <sighs> But no. they were thrilled with the deal with <laughs> Reservoir, noting that, quote, business was done fair and with regard to how unique the situation was, end quote. So I, I think mm-hmm. th- it's moving forward because maybe the guys are getting caught in on the deal now, too, you know, in addition to getting all these samples cleared. That would be great. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Wow. Yeah, I've so had about I, a month. Yeah. Hmm? No, about it's about a month, month away, right? Yeah. Yep. About a month, yep. yeah. Uh, but you're right, John. I, I, I had the CD. I, I ripped them off mm-hmm. CD, you know. Sure. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I have them on my phone already, but in half for yep. years. Hey, and finally, as reported by Variety, Kiwi Kwan says short round Indiana Jones spinoff would be, quote, incredible. Mm-hmm. So look, we've talked about him a few times now, but his uh, Kiwi Kwan's acting comeback is sure to hit a new peak 
later this year at the Oscars, where, and I knew John was, made some comments about this the last time we talked about this in December as he shakes his I head now. Dare. Uh, what's that? <laughs> I wouldn't dare make comments about it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> Good thing we you also it. wouldn't dare make faces that Will maybe didn't see a moment ago. Mm, oh. No, he's busy reading. Uh, what was that about Please, Kiwi? Carry on. Yes. Yeah, he, was saw, making, he was I going, saw him shaking uh, his head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, regardless of how John feels, because he's not an Academy voter. Or, uh, but uh, Kiwi's uh, actor For is currently reason. the front runner to win the best supporting actor prize thanks to his performance in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Magnificent. Which John referred to as, quote, lackluster. Uh, but what? I said no such thing. I said no such thing. <laughs> I did not. Now we goad him into saying what he did say. To protect myself, what I said <laughs> was. See how that works? See, see there? Wait, I got to defend myself. I said, is it possible that you were just all so happy for him and enamored yep. that that's why we're all voting for him? Which right. is okay, too, if we'll just admit mm -hmm. that's the reason. Right. To that end. Yes, possible. What are we going to do with a short round movie? What? what? That's blasphemous. <sighs> What's that going to be? Love it. What? We're just going to love it. That's all we need to do. <laughs> what well, is just love that you imagined it could be a thing? What sort of story is that? Well, you know, Indiana Jones is not going to be oh. in it. Exactly. Is it going to be? He's, he's going he's gonna to ride a mine cart around town and save people. What, what's he going to do? That's his only skill? It's been 30 years since. <laughs> you think he still has boxes tied to his feet to drive a car? If he's, well, he's short still. <laughs> if he's driving a big car, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Wait. Well, <laughs> look, you're I, right, I just, John. Just because you can. Did no one watch Jurassic Park? Yes. Just I, because <laughs> you can do it. Did you stop and think if you should do it? I have that tramp stamped on my back. Do you? Yeah. It's a warning. With barbed wire it's around a, it. It's a warning of sorts. Just because you can. Oh, goodness. Uh, <laughs> Please don't. But, John, to your, you're right. Harrison Ford's not going to be in it. The, the, the uh, right. upcoming... Uh, What's it called? Uh, the Dial of Destiny? I almost said Daisy of Destiny. I think it's the thinking of De La Soul still, the Daisy age. Oh, the, the, yes. the Dial of Destiny is going to be his, you know, his swan song. Mm -hmm. But this would be a way to extend or get an Indiana Jones character in other mm -hmm. films like it without recasting Indiana Jones. And, you, mm -hmm. you know, you still have an original. It's that kind of thing you're talking about over, you know, many times. A way to continue it. By yeah. leveraging something from the original, but, you know, but making new. I think that's. Oh, I have heard John say that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I have. I just, but is short round. Look, I love the actor. Love Quan. Clearly. I think he's, he's, he's having his moment in the sun. I, I take nothing from him, but. Put an umbrella over him though. Get him out Why of does sun. that need a short round movie? I just don't. I, what would you do with it? I can't imagine. You do the same thing imagine. you do in Indiana Jones. He's going but after he's not the Indiana Jones. That's but not who he is. He's not that character. He doesn't play that role. He's not another swashbuckling adventurer. He was a little kid who was helping out Indy in little mm -hmm. ways that little kids can. That doesn't make him the next Indiana Jones. But he could have, look, well, short round, short round. <laughs> Kiwi was asked about this. What would oh, short round yeah. be up to? And he said, quote, I have no idea where he is. Check with John. Exactly. All right, he didn't say so, that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He said, I have no That's idea a, where he if is. It's not, if it's not obvious based on the trajectory the last time you saw the character where he would be, then what's going to spark well, my imagination to go see him be that? Okay, well, what he goes on to say is, just because he looks after Indy so much, I wouldn't be surprised if he was an archaeologist. Mm. End quote. So, oh. it could be, look, the, we don't know how much longer he spent time with uh, Indiana Jones after that, you know? 
How much time do you think Indiana Jones spent with short round after that adventure was over? Well, in the Temple of Doom, <laughs> Indy had shit to do. But Temple he had of to get Doom back to the no, no. Well, wait, wait, wait. In Temple of Doom, if you remember the opening, we're led to believe this other character who is an older guy who dies, mm-hmm. that they had been adventuring together for a while. Spoiler alert. Right? And he dies in his arms and says something about on the la- life's last big adventure, I go first when he dies. Mm-hmm. And then this we meet Short Round. So there's Make no sure Short Round to, gets a sequel. Not, not, last wish. No re- All right, John's not being reasonable. <laughs> so I don't know why he's being triggered about this, except he hates Kiwi Kwan. Not true. Just I'm just still stuck reasons. back when John said something about him having his moment in the sun and Will said, and you're putting an umbrella over him. <laughs> Get out of there. Put this sunblock on. SPF 100. Give me that award. Did you see your film? You're lackluster. Look, I know what you're saying. Nope. He's, what, you're, what you're really saying. None of that true. Listener, you know, you know what Will's like. You know what he's doing to me. You know what he's, I know what you're I really do. saying, John. What you're really, you're saying he's not Indiana Jones, but what you're really saying is he's not Harrison Ford. And I get that. There's certain aspects of Harrison Ford that are charismatic and compelling in a way that maybe Kiwi Kwan isn't. That's what you're really saying. And that's the same reason you feel like, you know, maybe his performance, although it was great in that film, among the other competitors, isn't Oscar worthy. If, if that's what you think I mean, then that's what but I'll mean. I'm being sincere. <laughs> Isn't that what you mean? Not, not necessarily. No. I, look, okay. I think Kiwi Kwan should get movie deals. I think he's a fantastic actor. I think he has proven that in recent things. It just doesn't need to be a short round movie. You don't need to just, because he appeared in that film, you have to continue Indiana Jones with him. Give him, give him deals. Give him films. Right, I got an idea. I, don't I got an idea. spinning off him. And I got an idea. And okay. in a few, okay. In, okay. in a couple of weeks, we're going to speak with Joel Thurm, who is a guy you've never heard of, but it absolutely 100%, I guarantee you, affected your entire youth. Oh. But no. because as, as a casting director in Hollywood. And we'll talk sure. about that. But one of the things I learned reading, reading Joel's book is how important casting is, right? No surprises to you. And how these moments where some actor was cast and then fired and another actor was cast. Mm-hmm, or, mm-hmm. What if, so I understand how critical that is in that sense that, again, I think maybe what you're saying is he's not Harrison Ford. What if we had a short round film, but we recast him? It's not Kiwi Kwan. It's pick mm. some other you know, modern actor around the same age who's just mm-hmm. really hot right now. No, I, I just don't, it, it's not the Harrison Fordness. Okay. It's the continuation of that character that while enjoyable was not a, was not a centerpiece of a film character. And I don't see that happening even now with the I actor see. in his current age. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's oh, the could, character. We can talk about this for so long. What if? We, could. we have, actually. Oh we already God, have. We have. <laughs> Some would say too long. All right. Okay. All right. Moving on. All right. Hey. That was 19. What? You got something else? I'd go see it. Yeah, me too. All right. <laughs> there you go. All right. All two right. tickets. You got yeah, two tickets. There you go. Two Green tickers. light. 19, all right, that was 1980s news. Hey, our independent podcast is brought to you every week by folks just like you. So if you'd like to help us out, please follow us on the podcast platform you're listening to right now. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. Share an episode on Facebook. All of these actions just take a moment and are 100% free. But if you'd like to chuck in a buck and help us keep publishing the show week after week, please visit us at 1980snow.com slash support to find out how you can send us a dollar or two. And thank you so much. It means a lot. All right. So, hey, this is what we're going to do, right? Um, Uh Uh-oh. Wait, there's more? 
We're going to talk about something else. I don't know. This show's going to be two hours today. And that's fine. I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. As long, I'm going to talk to you guys. Will, Will, yeah. easy. Don't, don't get out of breath, buddy. Relax. Yeah, I know. God, as you say that as I'm like, this is the routine. I get some oxygen. I get some oh, or whatever is in air. It's not all oxygen. And we would mm, die, I think, mm. if it was, or we'd be like well, the, 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 the O's are what you need in it, though. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the O's are They important. cut it with something else, though. They do. They do. <laughs> to save money. A lot of nitrogen. <laughs> As I mentioned, we're going to talk about 1980s tropes. And um, I guess the first thing we need to establish is, what is a trope? And I think I mentioned this earlier on, maybe it was like three hours ago, whenever we started recording, that <laughs> it's a little hard to nail down, I think. And I asked our friend George, uh, mm. who cat mentioned or maybe didn't mention maybe that wasn't in the show i don't i don't know i think it was i don't know it was so long ago it was who also happens to be you know our go-to film expert and, and screenwriter george mm-hmm. what i wanted to say was even speaking with our friend who's an expert it was mm-hmm. hard to nail down but it's kind mm-hmm. of that um what was it uh, justice potter who said about uh, obscenity or porn i know it when i You'll see know it. when you see it yeah so yep. It's kind of like that. We all sort of know what a trope is, but this is a definition Mm -hmm. offline. It's it's an element of a story that's shared with many other similar stories. Mm -hmm. That doesn't tell us very much. It's Mm -hmm. commonly overused. There, yeah. Yeah. I was wondering about that. I was wondering if the overused aspect was actually part and parcel with being a trope, or whether you could have a not overused trope. I think of them as overused. Uh, Well, you said overused. I guess when you said overused, I thought. a negative connotation, like it was done poorly. Mm. Oh, I'm just thinking of it as you lean upon it because it's so it's like a shorthand. It's that's it's, right. It's okay. easy. It's 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 the it's the easy road to take, right? Yes. Oh, let's just do that because everybody's a shorthand kind of thing. Yes. You know, sure. John, yes. So in that sense, it has to be overused to create that connection. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, okay. you wouldn't have a shorthand yeah. unless we created that vocabulary, right? Sure. By uh, overusing it. Or using it multiple times, maybe not overusing it, but certainly. The word stereotype comes into my head a little bit yeah. with this too. Like when there's, um, mm-hmm. y- y- yeah, like different things attached to it that, you know, may, may or mm-hmm. may not be there. I, yeah. I'm not mm-hmm. quite sure. And when they're character driven, I think it's it's less stereotype and more like archetype almost. Like just mm-hmm. tune that a little bit, you know yeah. what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, and they're not all character driven, obviously. I mean, you mentioned, you know, one it was Han Solo, the roguish guy, but yeah. some of these tropes aren't characters, but situations or behaviors yeah. or yeah. things, yeah. right? This yeah. definition yeah. on on Wikipedia is a trope is an element of film semiotics, which I had to look up at that as look up at that one. <laughs> That connects mm-hmm. denotation and connotation. So, you know, we're talking about shorthand again. That wow. Something yeah. suggests wow. something that carries with it sort of all this baggage of meaning that we don't have to tell you because you know oh, we've yeah. seen this before. Yeah. Right, right. You know, the way a symbol you know, can, the way a symbol works. Oops, right, right, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you know what we could do now is, is, is going forward, we could just go to chat GPT and give me a comprehensive oh definition God. of trope and they're just going <laughs> to give me a paragraph and then you'd be oh set. God. Yes. So look, our, trist of, uh, our list of tropes that we're going to talk about, uh, some were gathered from internet sites, like, like I mentioned, including Flavor, Wire, Comic Book Resources, Distractify, and Collider, and some were provided by our good friend, who I already mentioned, uh, film expert and screenwriter George. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and our oh, friend's a giant freaking robot. And as I mentioned earlier, we're going to also talk about uh, the, the uh, tropes that you provided to us on social media. Yeah. All right. So, hey, this is look to make this look. I've got a list here, but and, and my hope is is that in discussing these, let's let's talk about uh, you know examples of them. Let's talk about whether they were good or bad. 
Mm-hmm. Let's talk about whether we, we still see them in films or should be something that should be brought back if it only was you know, predominant in the 1980s. But mm-hmm. instead of just going through this list, this is what I thought we would do. I'm going to provide you with either a list of movies or characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And because I, this is, might be hard, let's not even make it a game. I don't even, We played the game already. <laughs> I'm going to provide you with a list of movies or characters and you okay. see if you can you know, extrapolate from that the trope mm-hmm. that sort of connects them. Cool. So we're looking for the, the common denominator in tropeness yes. of these things. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay. And again, a lot of these were Trope-tube. very popular in the 1980s. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you've seen them in other decades, but in the 1980s, they were very common. Okay. First one here. Okay. Here's your, there's a list of films here. Big okay. Business, Dead Ringers, The Barbarians, The Corsican Brothers. So what <laughs> What if maybe we haven't seen most of those movies? Huh. <laughs> maybe one I've of seen us. A, I've seen a couple I, of them, but I don't know if it's enough to draw I can, parallels. I can give you one other, but it'll, okay. the title of it alone will give it away. Oh. Okay. All right. The final film I'll tell you is Twins. Okay. Well, I, I, have, an, I have an idea then. I, I, I had a suspicion based on the Corsican <laughs> brothers, yes. though I didn't know the other ones. So. Okay. So do, do you have theories, Kat? Do you have any? No, I just told you the answer pretty much. Is it about twins? They all have twins. Really? Well, that was shallow. I thought it was had to do with, you know, siblings who were separated at birth and then brought back together with different situations. Wait a second. You know, I see big business does. Twins does. Corsican Brothers does. I don't know about the other Mm two. Twins separated. You know, that's a better one, John. I'm going to edit it to make it sound like I said that. I'm going to cut out dead ringers and barbarians. And then I'll just here's a clean recording of it. Twins okay. that were separated at birth. You got it right. Oh, you want to, wait, you said it right. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. Look, I'm sure there were twins movies before and since, but in a span of 10 years, you know, that's already what? Seven or eight movies I mentioned, six or seven movies. That was a lot mm-hmm. of twins. I don't know what the, <laughs> why there was a resurgence of, you know, or a surgence. But it's not a resurgence. That suggests a prior surgence. A surgence. Yes. <laughs> surgence. Oh no. Of films oh, in the 1980s. I love that soda. So, <laughs> surgeons? I like the orange version. Mm, I don't know. Did, did you care for any of these films? Most of them are. This Why might are you doing t- twins. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, well, twins as a concept is always a curiosity for people, right? It's always yeah. like, whoa, you're a twin? Or, you know, look at those twins. Like, that's, it's always an attention grabber. Right. In, in most situations. So I would think it would lend itself towards uh, grabbing attention in a film. Mm. Or, I, the, the, the direction <laughs> I was going with it really was cat. Like I said, like siblings who were separated. Mm-hmm. It's one of those shorthand things that say, okay, how can we get these two characters that have no relation to one another yeah, yeah. to as soon as they meet, have an instant bond that, that they must deal with. Right. Mm. You could meet someone randomly and if they're not your estranged twin or sibling or whatever, yeah. you could just write them off. But you're like, ah, you're, damn it, you're my brother. I got to deal with this. You know, it, <laughs> it like it like bakes in stakes and mm. a connection to people that otherwise might not have met. So that's why I thought mm. you were going with the, the separated okay. a- angle. But Right, right, right. Yeah. But you're right in a sense that I haven't considered that aspect of the trope, John, that the shorthand is this mm-hmm. familial relationship that folks can mm-hmm. relate to that even if you were separated, yeah. it's still my kin. So, yeah. or hate one another. You despise yes, well, one another. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, but you're, damn it, you're my sister. Okay. And it's one of those things is like, right. it, it transcends your behavior yeah. mm-hmm. and it, it gets the backing of the other character just because of genetics. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. And, you're, and you're right. And, and certainly in big business, twins, 
I think in the Corsican brothers, uh, there was another one that just came to mind that I just forgot for a moment here. There is tension between these. Uh, yeah. yeah, exactly. I was, actually, I was thinking right. of Zorro the Gay Blade, which is a hilarious 80s, early 80s film, mm-hmm. where Zorro and his, his twin brother comes to help him. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. Okay, all right, cool. All right, hey, here is, uh, I'm saying this is an easier okay. one for you guys, I think. All right. Friday the 13th, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Meatballs, Troop Beverly Hills, Little Darlings, Sleepaway Camp, uh-huh. Space <laughs> Camp, <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp. Oh, there's a camp. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> there was a- I was stuck on Friday the 13th and oh. you got to Sleepaway Camp and I'm like, I- I'm trying to give the you the trope. Them- Tried giving those in an order that wouldn't give them away until I thought you were going. It's it's the trope that when I you mean. have sex, you're going to die. Mm, but yes, but oh. several films didn't have that because I'm like, well, it doesn't fit. Now I got to re I got to reevaluate. Well, so. it may be true. I've never seen Ernest goes to camp. Maybe he is killed. It could be. Well, yeah, right? Ernest kind of th- threw it for me. Yeah, but in general, okay. in in horror films, if yes. you yeah. have sex, you're going to die. It's just then mm-hmm. you're a target. You know, okay. Ask Kevin Bacon. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you, you're right. There's a whole horror he genre. Can't answer, by the way. <laughs> right, There's a whole horror movie trope. We could do a dozen action films. Right. A dozen tropes. Right. You're right. So yeah, this, sure, sure, this sure. is kind of cross genre, but uh, okay. So camp. But, okay. But is going, camp a trope though? Well, I mean, that's that's like a again. Look, I, I don't know. Sure, it is maybe. apparently it is. It's but I yeah, think but yeah, look the sure. built-in sort of baked-in thing is youth naivete coming of age. Uh-huh. You know, being away from home, a sort of uh-huh. independence, a uh-huh. pseudo. Gotcha. Right. There's an, yeah, like a, not a vision quest, but there's an adventure. You're yeah. not uh-huh. in your home base. Uh-huh. Not in your the camp place. experience is what uh-huh. you're talking. Not not that I'm at camp, but that commonality of, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, yeah. A taste of independence. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's. And wacky you, things can happen. And that's the whole <laughs> thing about the trope, right? Is the being at camp brings all of these other things to it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah, it's right. not as simple as the one yeah. thing. The one thing is, right. you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, Lowering of inhibitions, yeah. right? Experimentation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Again. Yeah, exposure, yeah. 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 yeah, again, Ernest goes to camp. Right, exactly. Well, yes, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. This is the darkest of the Ernest films. Um, I've never been to camp, so I don't, my only no, experience really? in camp was mostly eight, was 80s, was I guess entirely 80s films then. Yeah. <laughs> right. I've Spoiler also never alert. been. Oh, when it's Boy ahead. Scout camp, it's not that experience. No, <laughs> not a sexy romp. <laughs> no, not much. I no. mean, you know, unless you get, you know, merit badges really do it for you. Otherwise, no. Yeah. <laughs> you should hear some of the stories uh, my husband says about Boy Scout about, camp. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, he was crossing the lake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this one's a little trickier here. I'm going to give you a lot of, I'm going to just keep naming films. Okay. This is tricky. Though. I'm gonna tell you, it's tricky right <laughs> Until away. Until we get but it right, I think right. this is an interesting <laughs> trope from the 1980s. Uh-huh. Uh, common thing in 80s films here: Teen Witch, Beetlejuice, mm-hmm. Top Gun, Ferris huh? Bueller's Day Off. Wait, wait, wait! Pause, 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 what? pause. You have a lot to read. I, I got a process. Yeah. Teen Witch, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Oh, okay, I, I, I'm getting there. So, okay. So uh, I have an idea, Kat. Can, can, oh, we, okay. can we start with a nugget of an idea? Yeah. You, yeah. Go, ahead. go ahead. The nugget of the idea has to do with the young person involved mm, in what's going on here. Okay. Because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm thinking of, you know, I'm thinking of you know, Beetlejuice. Oh, is, okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and Teen uh-huh. Witch is the young girl involved in this supernatural sure. thing. Okay, go ahead. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Huh. Well, mm-hmm. These aren't going to help then. 
Okay. Uh, Indiana Jones and the <laughs> Temple of Doom. Recalibrate. History of the World a- Part 1. We were just talking about that. Wow. Oh, wow. Roger Rabbit. <gasps> oh, my Big. Batman. You're never going to get this. Back to the Future. I'm so cute. Did I mention Risky Business already? Like, no. I don't know. All right. So, this, I mean. Yeah, you guys are. Is there something is alter- entrepreneurial? Wait. Like alternate identity <laughs> this is in a there? One. Is it. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Is it a party when your parents are gone? Oh, this, it's getting closer <laughs> to it. It's a particular Mr. type of scene that all of these have. Oh. That seems like uh, almost out of nowhere. Or Sex it's, on a train? It's, it's contrary to the genre <laughs> of the film. Spontaneous musical number? That's it! Holy crap! All of these have a misplaced musical <laughs> number, certainly yeah. misplaced or spontaneous, you know, when you think yep. about the film. Yep. That it's oh, not a musical, wait. basically, right? Wait. It's not a yeah. musical and bang, bang, bang. Yeah. The volleyball scene then. No, That's right. No, no, no. no, no. The, the, the scene in the bar where they sing uh, no. that uh, song. Oh, uh, where they're actually- You've lost that love, love and oh, feeling. Right. Oh, my which right, I would argue that wasn't a musical the number. They were doing that in character, in reality. They were breaking into song, but still, the, the trope fits. The trope yeah. fits. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, this, nice is, this is the category where I, the, I was able to come up with the most films for this trope. I, oh, I, yeah. Why that is, yeah. I don't know. But <laughs> I don't, Misplaced musical number. Yeah, I don't know that we have this so Misplaced. much anymore. Where did I put that musical number? I just <laughs> John, it'd be great if you and John just broke out a song. I would just, I'd probably have a heart attack. <laughs> He misplaced it though. Oh, he misplaced it. it. Yes. We can't hear it. There it is. He said, Dale. All right, here's another one here. Uh, So, misplaced. Look, some of these films. Where did I put that damn musical at? You'll you'll find it. Maybe by the end of the show. Some of these, look, they're endearing, you know. I love the opening, The Temple of Doom. They only had that in there because I think it was Spielberg who wanted to do this. uh, What? What's that guy's? uh, Bugs. Bugs The Busby Berkeley thing? Yeah, they wanted to do a Bugsy. Bugs. What you said, number, you know? And I love that opening. I love that opening. And I completely forgot about that. A, a vet guy number. But um, yeah, all of these I think are, you know, I think they work for the most part. Some of them seem a little, I don't know, the Ferris Bueller breaking out into the lip syncing to the, the Beatles. I don't know, that was mm-hmm. kind of, I think that was Right, right, weird. right, twist and shout, yeah. The Teen Witch Rap yeah. Cat and I have talked about on a prior episode, that is horrible. It's just oh a hard Oh my goodness, right. Yeah, but, yeah, um, yeah. We got there, Kat. It took 17 films, but we got We? There. You. I was in your tailwind. <laughs> All right. Here's another one here. All right. Here's Did you see here. my musical number? I was. I lost Look, it. John. I John. I ready to drop it? Put a thing on the internet. Put a sign up on a post, on a pole outside your house. Have you seen this musical number? And, and, and staple it over a missing kitten. Lost. Wait, right, did you say one. kitten or kid? What did you say? Either. Oops. Whatever's there. Rip it down. Whoa, Guitar wow. lessons. <laughs> right. This is important. All right, here you go. Uh, drummer uh, needed. 18 yeah. again. Big. That's Vice easy. versa. Done. Oh. All right. It, it's either body swap or old to young. That's right, body oh, switching. Right. <laughs> yeah, I had on here also like father, like son, dream a little dream. Chances are, yeah, body switching. Okay. But big Big isn't a body swap, is it? It's well, just a DH. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, in a sense it is, yeah. It, it's it's a, age out of water, not, not your own body kind of thing. Okay, yes. yeah, 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 mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't it's know. certainly in the same milieu, yes. Again, we've had these <laughs> films in other- <laughs> Misplaced uh, body. Misplaced and, my body. <laughs> and these, and these, <laughs> this trope has been in other 
you know, uh, mm-hmm. decades certainly. But again, there's a concentration in the 1980s. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Was Freaky Friday on your list? No, but that was what they, we had a recent version of it. And I think prior to that, it was like a 70s. <laughs> Neither of them were the eighties. I think it was the sixties and 60s. then the, oh. the, the knots, I think. Yeah. But, uh, and I guess what is the shorthand there? I guess we could, uh, look, when it's going old to young, we know what it's like to be young. Cause mm-hmm. we're all, we, <laughs> if you're old enough to see that film, you've been young enough to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I guess we've also all had the fantasy of wishing for a do over or wishing we were in someone else's shoes mm. or, Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. once you just say someone switched, I think we can kind of relate to that fish out of water mm-hmm. experience or, 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 or the good, you know, the pros that come along with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think it really, it's an evolution of the prince and the pauper ultimately. Oh, yeah. Right. Which is, right. is I have, I have, I have this role and that's well predates freaky Friday or anything. Sure. Right? Because mm-hmm. I have this role, mm-hmm. you have that role uh-huh. and the grass is always greener. I wish I was that, or I wish you right. were this, you know? Yeah, and uh, body swap is a fun way to do mm-hmm. that with actors getting, you know, doing the, the face off thing where I act like I'm that, right. yeah. you know, actress or actor kind of thing, which is great. Mm-hmm. But it has its roots in that, in that kind of like true. mythology or I don't know what you call mm-hmm. it, but uh, yeah, mm-hmm. classic storytelling. It's yeah. rarely that actor switching thing is rarely done, rare, rarely done well, right? Those actors like, mm. like remember it was, uh, what was it? The Judge Reinhold has to act like a young uh, Fred Savage or something. They're always- yeah. <laughs> Adults oh acting like how they think kids would act or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. Frankly, uh, cool. Face Off did it best, really. I mean, they actually studied one another. Is that right? Mm. <laughs> yeah. You didn't see Face Off? Oh, Come no, on. no. Yeah, yeah. We say that it oh, best okay. is what I'm questioning. Or that they studied oh, each really? other. I didn't know that they did that. Oh, they, yeah, yeah. The, the impressions that the Travolta and Cage had of one another were... Yeah were that they weren't constant, but there was enough little glimmers of like, Oh, that's almost him. Like you almost mm-hmm. did oh. it, you know, and they're not impersonators or actors. I think yeah. they did a great job. That's mm-hmm. very cool. Mm-hmm. All right. I realize we're taking a long time to talk about these, uh, but uh, I want to talk about some <laughs> more. Um, all right. Here's an easy one. E.T. E- Mac oh, and me. Okay. Starman. An alien flight of the navigator. Or- that's close to it. Hmm. The last uh, Starfighter. There's a little more of a nuance to it. UFOs. Alien nation. I mean, you're an sure. alien friend? Yes, that's it. Right, right, right. Like a sidekick? Yes, that's it. Yay. I have oh. alien friend slash sidekick on here right Yay. now. Yeah. I, I, I think that, I think that, I think Louis Gossett Jr. might argue with on the sidekick angle, but yes, yes, an alien friend, certainly. You know, I didn't write, I didn't, I didn't mention that film. Oh, you didn't? I, I you had it, it, I had it on here, but I took it off actually for that very reason. For that reason, because they're not a sidekick. You're talking yeah. about Enemy Mine, yeah, with uh, Dennis Ooh. Quaid. Oh, Enemy Mine. What, what did I say? Alien, alien, oh, alien Nation, Nation. Totally that's different. the James. But, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We probably make a similar comment for that one, though, too. Yeah, right? I was thinking of Enemy Mine. Yeah, James Caan right, yeah. and Mandy Patinkin are at odds till the end of the film. Yep. So, mm-hmm. Sure. Uh, look, uh, I guess 80s, and- as a throwback to the 50s, had a resurgence of an interest in sci-fi films featuring aliens, because that was big mm-hmm. in the, you know, during that uh, mm-hmm. the 50s, uh, 30 years earlier. So I guess it's yeah. no surprise that- you know, my favorite Martian was a really popular show, uh, you, know, mm-hmm. you know, so let's just do that a dozen times in the movies, basically. <laughs> a different takes on it, but I don't know what the shorthand is necessarily, except that. That's interesting. What is the shorthand? What you do know. you, it, it's, it's a trope. I, I don't know. Is there a shorthand? I, I think for me, it, it just, if you're talking about something that, it, something that denotes a connotation mm-hmm. or whatever it says, the, the connotation for me is. Uh, this mixture of anxiety and fear and, mm-hmm. uh, I don't and know, fascination, yeah, fascination and curiosity. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I think I would experience had I met an alien. Yeah. 
And a lot of these, <laughs> okay. certainly some of these characters are longing for, they're lonely and longing for companionship. So right. that sort of mix, you know, so I guess baked into that, like E.T., Mac and Elliot. Me, uh, Flight of the Navigator, Batteries Not Included, mm-hmm. baked into that idea that, uh, uh, that combination again, you're longing for, to, for connection. And then the connection mm-hmm. is with right. this thing that you're afraid of, you know, or this creature. And, and there's a nugget of the unknown. There could be danger. You just don't know. Yeah. Right. right. That's in there too. Right. Yeah. 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 It's potential. For it's that. an yeah. unknown quantity like that. Yeah. You're making Absolutely. a connection with that's not yeah. of this planet. Yeah. 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 That's why the grown-ups are always so against it. Right. <laughs> All right, let's see. What's more interesting ones on here? All right, here's a little tricky one, but this, again, this seemed to be okay. common in the 1980s, as confirmed by George. This is one of the ones that George offer, offered us. Mm-hmm. And you, if you listen, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking, you'll recognize these characters. All um, right. Some of them, uh, whatever. It's not that hard. Do it to us. Okay. Tom, I appreciate your faith in me. Tom and Katie Bueller. George and Lorraine McFly. Clark oh. and Ellen Griswold. Clueless parents. That's yeah, right. They're the, they're the parents. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, George had, had pointed out to me, and he helped with some of these other ones that I mentioned already too. I'm pretty sure. But uh, this mm-hmm. one, I specifically remember our conversation about uh, in, in the '80s. He said at one point you had either absent or ineffective parents, and then at a different mm-hmm. time in the '80s you had overly strict parents. Okay. Sure. Uh, mm-hmm. Like yeah. later in the '80s, we had um, uh, was was it Kurt Wood Smith play the father in uh, Dead Poets Society? You know who was. Uh. Yeah. He didn't want his yeah. son to be an actor so badly. He hated that so much for him. He's going to send him to military school, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, right. But mm-hmm. yeah, but before that we had these, yeah, these parents that were just sort of so aloof or, or, mm-hmm. or out of picture or off screen, weren't mm-hmm. aware of what their kids were doing. Probably any of the parents in, of the breakfast club kids fell yeah. into either of those categories. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, well, that's probably because the films were centered around the teen protagonist Mm-hmm. And if their parents were effective, they would have thwarted their efforts, most certainly. <laughs> right? Right. So you had to have these parents that were like, what's going right. on? I didn't, oh, I didn't realize. Right. That way the story can unfold. Right? Yeah, Imagine if Ferris no Bueller's movie. parents. That's yeah. Right. Ferris Bueller's right. parents were, were competent. None of that would have happened. That's true. No. <laughs> You're not sick. Go to school. Ah, the movie's over. You know, you remind me. I swear, I think one time I tried to fake my sickness to get out of going to school. Oh. Yeah, and How'd that go? I'm trying to remember what it was. Like I had, I didn't do the, whatever he does, like a light bulb to his forehead. <laughs> I think I tried that, but the heat didn't last for very long. Yeah. Um, but I did something else. Uh, but anyway, but right away, my parents were like, did you just whatever? You know, I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they saw right there. Yeah, oh yes, immediately. I heated up a thermometer one time. <gasps> and it worked. It did? It did. And then you would quickly put it in your mouth and say, oh. Uh-huh. Did, you, did you burn your tongue in the thermometer? Yeah. Serves you right. Ugh, I don't remember that happening. <laughs> 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 she no. set it on the stove for 10 minutes and, and then wonder, she put it in her mouth. I wonder if any part of this is the outgrowth of our, our, our era, our decade, our, our youths being, you know, sort of the, the resurgence, not resurgence, the surgeons of latchkey kids, you know, ah. that began a little bit earlier than that. But really the eighties was really that, you know, a mm-hmm. boom of kids uh, without parents. You know, at home, yep. uh, being uh, unattended for, for some hours. Time. Yeah. Yep. Um, all like right. Hey, here's another one here. Let's see if we can. Uh, right. Weird Science. Revenge mm. of the Nerds. Mm-hmm. Can't Buy Me Love. Geeks? Nerds? Mm-hmm. A little more nuanced <laughs> than that. More nuanced, yeah. Team. Um, Nerds discovering their sexuality? That's probably true. That's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Right in there. Mm-hmm. That's not what I was looking mm-hmm. for. But. Okay. Um, All right. Um, you have more? Geeks reigning supreme? Like, 
Uh, trying to think. I don't have any more written down. I'm trying to think off head. Off the, okay. Okay. Off my head. No, what I was looking for was the nerd gets the girl. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yep. super close. I yeah, was super you were, close. You were very, all right, here you go. Yeah. Yes, wow. Chad, that's right. You yeah. both got it right. Yeah. yeah, there you go. I got part, partial credit for me. And partial credit. Let me, I'll just play part of the sound and I'll cut it off. Okay. <laughs> dun, dun. That's worse go. than not playing it at all. That, was, that yeah, wasn't even 50%. <laughs> that was like 10%. Right. Discovering sexuality doesn't mean you get, get the girl. So. Right. Well, well you yeah. get her for a little bit. <laughs> and some of these they got it through criminal means like Revenge of the Nerds I mean oh. some of that stuff's really shady and yeah oh that's right just straight uh, up sexual goodness. assault uh, 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 um, they, yeah and got uh, I'm trying to think if at the time I saw these I thought it was encouraging like alright yeah I could be a nerd and get a girl uh, yeah no there's a movie <laughs> yeah, and you know it's escapism. That's the only place it happens. Yeah, there you, <laughs> right, right. There you go. I'm trying to think if there's any of these tropes that I'd want to rescue from the 1980s and still see an, an oh. adorable alien or an alien's uh, best friend or sidekick. Sure. we could still do that. Oh yeah. The rest, I don't know. We could. Do I feel it like now. we have. I feel probably. like I can't think of one, but it, it feels familiar. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's probably one that's survived, and probably because it's Stranger Things. Right. Except right? D'Artagnan. Uh, we had oh, D'Artagnan yeah. well, in, in yeah. season two. Yeah, I guess. Was yeah. A, I guess it's not quite an alien, but it, it's no, no, a, a, would, a alien entity I agree. that was yeah. his buddy, his sidekick. I think that, yeah, thing, and they right? were definitely doing like an E.T. thing in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah very D'Artagnan-y. That's true. Yeah, a little bit, a mm -hmm, little bit. Mm -hmm. All right, how about, let's see, let's do a couple more here. Uh, uh, Monique, I want to give you a character. Let's do a, one or two where I'd give you some characters here. Okay. Oh Monique in Better Off Dead. That's Diane Franklin's character. Oh, Okay. I got it. And I only have one other for you. you got it. it Watts in Some Kind of Wonderful. That's the oh. Mary Stuart Masterson character. Is this the hot girl that appears to be hot except she's wearing glasses and frumpy? <laughs> what? <laughs> I have that down. That's a different one. But Is it a different one? Okay. Yeah, it's a different one. This is a little... I, I don't know. I don't know right, this is the so. tomboy slash girl who can fix cars. Oh, Okay. Oh that almost, so, some of those fall in the yes. same category, don't they, though? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. yeah. So uh, I demand a partial. I demand a partial. <laughs> dun, dun. Perfect. Thank you. So, yeah, there weren't a whole lot of examples I could come up with this, but um, we definitely had that in the 1980s. I don't think we've had it yeah. since, and that's fine. And it's not that girls mm -hmm. couldn't, or women couldn't be, you know, able to right. fix cars. It was just. Mm -hmm. It became a trope, you know, mm -hmm. uh, you yep. know, and, yep. and I guess it was a shorthand for, I don't know what, maybe uh, that the woman was more than, in a good sense, it was more mm -hmm. than what we would, uh, had mm -hmm. expected from other films, you know, for the. That's right. Right. Don't, don't, uh, don't assume my capabilities based on my gender because you yeah. don't right. know me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And maybe Not the reason, the maybe the reason mm -hmm. I can only think of two examples is that eighties was very much a get in the box Kind right. of, uh, right, you know, right. yeah. storytelling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, well, so John, yeah, you, uh, you already, uh, so yeah, the, you uh, already figured, you guessed this trope uh, about the makeover. <laughs> we call it the Hollywood makeover. And uh, mm. ah. the irony of those is that those young ladies are already attractive. Mm -hmm. They just, mm -hmm. they aren't like stereotypically Hollywood attractive with, you know, right. makeup and big hair. Yeah. They just happen to have glasses and wearing their hair up or whatever. You know, so they take their hair down like, Oh, and it's like the L'Oreal moment. All of a sudden you're like, oh, she was hot all along. Yeah. She was, you just didn't see it is all it right. was. You know, it's mm -hmm. irony there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think of this until I read a little bit about this particular trope, the Hollywood makeover. And it was one George had suggested as well, was yeah. that uh, in, in, in terms of these particular examples, I'll give you that it's really kind of 
you're already alluding to it, but it's really kind of, I don't know, sexist and misogynistic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Allison in Breakfast Club, that's Ali Sheedy's right. character. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Judd Nelson doesn't like her until she goes from, you know, goth to wearing a pink dress or whatever it is and a bow in her hair. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. As if physical attractiveness is validation. Yeah. Which it clearly is. Defines her value. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And or fitting what society at the moment is, you know, mm-hmm. is, is mm-hmm. saying is yeah. the, the way to look. Yeah. yeah. A slightly different yeah. version is uh, Iona, Annie Potts's character in Pretty in Pink. Where, you know, she is, we're led to believe at least she's older than them. Although I don't know if she could be much older than they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That she's this middle-aged woman who, you know, she dresses really fun at this record store mm-hmm. and she, she's quirky, but it's like only later in the film when she, I don't remember why, she suddenly dresses her age and she's like, in, you know, an 80s sort of middle-aged yep. like pantsuit that yeah. now she's being <laughs> respected and, you know, seen, yeah. you know, it's like huh. you have to wear age appropriate attire. I, I don't know what the message is there, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, let's do one more because I think that might be oh. 10 and then we could say it's 10. All right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Woohoo. All right. This is that sounds uh, like a thumbnail right uh, there. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, there you go. Let's see. Which is the Tootsie? Mm-hmm. Bosom Buddies. Drag. Yes. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Cross dressing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gender swapping. Yeah. I was looking. Yeah, gender swapping. Yeah. Gender, gender, gender swapping. Because right. I was going to yeah, yeah. mention right. also just one of the guys, Victor mm-hmm. Victoria, if you remember that film. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Yentl. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. So yeah, this was another thing that was big in the 1980s was to have characters swap gender for one reason or another, most often, maybe in all mm. these examples to, you know, take advantage of a system, right? Yes. Mrs. Like Doubtfire? Deception. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a 1990s <laughs> movie, but yeah, but yes, right, exactly. Ah, we're counting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it yeah. It's Robin Williams, he counts. All these characters <laughs> are trying to game the system, you know, mm-hmm. yes. get some kind yes. of advantage. Oh, yeah. Yes, yep. they're using deception to yeah. yeah make something happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I was trying to make a. Con- I was trying to see if I could make an observation with regard to at least with these examples I provided. Which way it Tootsie? He, a man dresses like a woman to get. This is kind of. It's like this is so funny. A man dresses as a woman because the message is, I guess, it's hard for men to get jobs. It's hard for short <laughs> white men to get jobs in this town. <laughs> Why does anybody care about my needs? I'm going to dress as a woman. <laughs> That's what that film is about. Yeah. Oh, but, and Bosom Buddies, they dress as women to get an apartment, I think, yes, right? They were right. living in all women's apartment. Right. Yes. They worked as men right. and then came home as women, basically, yep. right? Yes. Yeah. And then they would dress as men and date some of the women that lived there. In the apartment uh-huh. building, yeah, right? Those, yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hilarity ensues. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes. Yeah. So they're all trying to game a system. Uh, I think that's sort of similar to the body switching thing in the sense that, you know, what would it be like to be in another person's shoes? We can kind of mm-hmm. maybe imagine or relate or fantasize about that. And, only, and the lesson to be learned is there's some, you know, mm-hmm. there's a lesson mm-hmm. to be learned or, you know, there's a downside to it. It's not all. Sure. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Benefits yeah. And perks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, there's that. All right. So there's a list. There's others, but whatever. Go look them up yourself. That was fun. Okay. Like cool. That. Yeah. So look, here's. That was fun. <laughs> and, uh, let's see. Here's some of the fo- ones that folks on, on social media suggested to us. Gavin said he loves a good training montage. Uh, obviously popularized by Rocky and some other great ones, Karate Kid, Kickboxer, Bloodsport, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, in one of the coolest uh, comments we got, the Max the Maxell Corporation, Kat's a favorite. Uh, she's constantly <laughs> communicating with them on Twitter. But Maxell, <laughs> Maxell said their favorite trope is a boom box outside the window. Yes. <laughs> Not surprisingly, of course. Mm-hmm. We've all mm-hmm. made uh, mixtapes on Maxell tapes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Green Blood sixty seven writes, "I'll be back." 
we're going to need a bigger boat. I guess he's referring to the sort of uh, one-liners of that era. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Diane writes- My shorts. Not not really a trope, but as much as I can see- No, this is interesting, because you are just talking about Robin Williams. Not really a yeah. trope, but as much as I can say that Robin Williams' movies are brilliant, I detested that they were all advertised as the comedy romp of the year starring the wacky Robin Williams. Fisher mm-hmm. King, Dead Poet Society, and The World According to the Garp are not fun, mm-hmm. not comedy, and not romp. Mm-hmm. Right. True. That is true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. they're trying to get yeah. butts in seats. I mean, what they're doing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's come see Mork. That's what they're basically I mean, saying. it's none of it. It's not comedy. And it's not a romp. It's just like, it's a total, total yeah. misadvertising, right? Mm-hmm. Craig, Craig writes, the bad guy relents at the last minute. It is the first one to congratulate the hero. It was awesome when it happened in The Karate Kid, but when every damn villain had to have their you're all right LaRusso moment, I got sick of it. I don't ah. remember oh. that happening in many other. Ah. Huh. You know one that I hate? I hate is monologuing. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Right. Right. Oh. When the bad guy has yes. the protagonist on the yes. ropes and goes, right. and now Mr. Bond, I will right. explain my devious plan to you. I'm right. sure you won't escape and thwart me later. Right. Yes. <laughs> Just kill him when you had the chance. Yeah. Don't try to prove that's how smart true. you are to the guy that's been after you. Oh. It's just, it's a, yeah, it's an uncreative way of getting exposition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, now I know the full plan. So, yeah. and that's always like leading into the third act, right? It's like, yeah. okay, well now we have a full picture of what the bad guy's doing so we can totally take right. care of it. Yeah. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Even um, I can notice when that when that's yeah. happening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. to die. It's bad self-talk or whatever they, I, whatever they say. It's okay. I own it. I own it. Everything, every movie I watch, yeah. it's like fresh, you know, like I, I don't see like you've never seen it before. Well. Oh, okay. I don't, I don't. Not that I don't recognize any patterns, but tropes to me are like, oh. It's <laughs> like, always new. And, I, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm fine with yeah. that. <laughs> that's great. Mm. Uh, the nerd did get the girl. That's never happened before. <laughs> <laughs> that's novel. Uh, Brad writes, I love the storylines with strong women leads like Aliens and Terminator, not the damsel in distress tropes. There were plenty of nerdy guys tropes in the 80s, which were just a wash and repeat of the underdog tropes too. What a snore. I must confess though, I did like the some kind of wonderful trope though. Can we get a nerdy slash cool girl trope, please? Please bury the big hair, cheese bands, any of the remaining Aquanet groupies, and all the bullshit macho energy tropes in a small container of tang. Wow. <laughs> he, had, really, he had his thoughts together. Yeah. <laughs> this was, yeah, he had this. This was locked. I'm going to... Yes. I'm going to predict that if that was posted on Facebook, there was a little parenthetical edited next to it because you couldn't get that perfect <laughs> yes. the first time. Yeah. I like to look through that history of that. Yeah. <laughs> In the time, like if time stamped. Right. Uh, uh-huh. Andrew writes, the exaggerated stereotypical nerd that eventually devolved into the abomination that is Urkel. Oh. Oh. Yeah, I guess wow. Urkel is taking that uh, pocket protector till it's, you know, mm. nth degree. To the nth degree. As yeah. far as yeah. it will go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I suppose, Yeah. Oh, Lucy mm-hmm. hits on what we were sort of were alluding to earlier. She writes, uh, mm-hmm. I'll, I, I'll hate the nerd who gets the girl through rapey persistence enough for us all. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Uh, oh, well, but the mm-hmm. flip side, though, Kyle writes after a strong, oh, no, he's, wait, Kyle's not advocating for sexual assault. I, guess. <laughs> I just realized, I realized with both sides. Again, on the flip side, Kyle's cool with it. <laughs> <laughs> Kyle writes from prison. Uh, on Instagram, Kyle wrote, after a strong start, tragic middle, and pleasant ending, the nice boy gets the girl like can't buy me love. It gave me hope. It still does. Aww. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, Jen's just writes, that's robots. That's not the way the world works. And Cheryl writes, wax on, wax off. All right. I wonder if she's uh, alluding to the uh, 
you know, this, the, the trope that is, you're going to learn something by doing something else. I mean, that's the yeah. trope. Translate into. Yeah. Yeah. Which we Where else have you seen that though? That um, I can't think of other instances yeah. of that, uh, that mapping of a skill onto an unexpected yeah. skill. Yeah. That's <laughs> the, uh, the gold standard there. Now, I have, yeah. I think yeah. I've mentioned this yeah. before. I, in real life, I've done that with my kids. You know, like I've had them like take the trash out. I say, pick it up like this and then put it into the bag. And then later in the day, I say, show me, take out the trash. And I, <laughs> I swing at them, see if they block it. Uh, and clocks them. They're out yeah. cold. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. You should have taken out the trash a few more times. Yeah. All right. Hey, that is mostly the show. Don't go. There's a little more show left. Well. This is just how we this- do the thing. Okay. For anyone who's just joining us. So there you go. All right. All of our shows are brought to you every week, except for the past month. Thanks in part to our (laughs) early adopters like Kathy Burke, Rick Parker, and Karen Flieger. And thank you especially to our Secret of Our Success Level Patreon supporters like John Henderson, Craig Coletta, Marcus Taylor, and Tony Great. Great, yes. Also, there's other ways Mm. to support us maybe by supporting our egos (laughs) because Mm -hmm. sometimes people like spun counter guy say things like this. Ooh. Well, I truly love y'all's podcast. And he said that he said Mm y'all's. I like it. Yep. (laughs) Like I said, it's a great way to relive those years and to find out more in-depth things that were going on that maybe we didn't know at the time, all the details behind it. And the three of you have a great rapport Perfect balance. Hmm. Also, wow. he encouraged me to um, use that to argue with the company and the bosses on why I should get a raise. <laughs> you know what? We're going to double your salary, Kat. Oh, I'm yeah. you right now. You said all three. Which three is he talking about? I'm just curious. One. Two. <laughs> all three? What? Wait, what? I don't know when this was written. <laughs> oh. It was written yesterday. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Well, thank you then. Thanks so much. Yesterday. Thank you're, you then. In our magic number here. I don't know. It could be an email from two years ago when I wasn't here. Was, yeah. <laughs> it's fresh. This is fresh off the Instagram. Ooh. And yeah, stroking our ego is the most important cat. So yeah, that's good. Speaking of uh, maybe- We'll the, take it. Stroking our ego and maybe asterisks, I'll say. <laughs> stroking our ego asterisk. We also oh. received an email uh, just uh, while we we're on break with regard to our, huh, what was this episode? You guys will remember. What okay. we were talking about. Oh, and he mentions it in an email. We, okay. we got this email just uh, right, right before we went on break or right after uh-huh. um, from somebody who asked me not to hold his name, not to share his name, although he's, he, 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 mm-hmm. he allowed me to share this email because we had a really great exchange and that's why I bring it up. But he wrote, hmm. uh, I discovered your podcast a few months ago and I really enjoyed it. You guys do a great job. I was disappointed, however. Now I'm going to tell you guys, uh-huh. this is going to take a turn. But at the mm-hmm. end, he's going to wrap up with some very positive comments, okay? Oh, great. So it's okay. a friendly email, ultimately. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was disappointed, however, with your discussion of the television series Willow last month. I've not mm. seen the television series. Consequently, I was hoping you'd delve into the details a bit to help me decide. But for some reason, you and your co-hosts decided to focus on a potential lesbian relationship while mm-hmm. simultaneously announcing you, quote, can't wait until this story sort of story is not a story, end quote. <laughs> then right, don't right. make okay. it one. I wish you had talked more about the broader story. So I'm going to pause was, there for a moment. Was Willow even out yet? How would you talk about it if it had well, not yet been yeah. released? Well, you know, I think. <laughs> I Why think do you talk was, more about yeah. this show you haven't seen? 
<laughs> I think it was just out. Like, I think it was like first, was it? Okay. maybe first or second episode. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I had watched the first, I think it was one episode. Mm-hmm. I had watched it and you guys mm-hmm. hadn't watched it. So we couldn't talk Not substantially yet. about the merits of the show. That, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But I do think he makes a good point, at least with this idea that, you know, we were lamenting that this is still a news story and one day it mm-hmm. won't be. But in a sense, he's right. I mean, we were making it a news story. So I, I don't. I don't know how you get out of that, except that. Right, right. It's a good point. I mean, I, I mentioned to him, and again, we had an email exchanges. My point in bringing it up at all as a news story, because ultimately, you know, I, I'm the one who mm-hmm. brought it up, mm-hmm. is to counter what I saw as a backlash against the show mm-hmm. for having that type of romance. Sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so yeah. I feel like yeah. all that shit is out there where people are making mm-hmm. it a news story in a negative way. Mm-hmm. We have to do our jobs mm-hmm. and say, look, there's folks who feel our way too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And mm-hmm. and I'll own this. I'm the one that said, I remember I said, I'll be so happy when this is not a story, when it doesn't matter what the sexuality is of characters or orientation or anything like that. It doesn't make right. any sure. difference. I'm the one that said that. But first of all, I'll take the compliment that you perceive that 1980s now is a news show. Therefore, that counts as us making it news. Thank you for that. But, <laughs> but yes. ignoring the fact that it's, we're covering news that shows up in other news articles and other news mm-hmm. outlets, right? Yeah. And so- to ignore it, something that we have an opinion on, won't make it go away. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, as yeah. you said, Will, you know, here's what someone said. Should we ignore it and not talk about it and let that be the only voice, mm-hmm. on the only opinion that's heard? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's a greater harm in ignoring it and not addressing it than there is echo chambering it and having it be you know, <laughs> elevating the hashtag so it's trending, yeah. but at least there's an, an opposing viewpoint. So. Yeah. 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 And you were letting us know how you were, how, how you were feeling and what you were thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. you weren't trying to create any sort of uh, separate news article. Mm-hmm. You were yeah. yeah, giving us your honest reaction. Yeah. yeah. And again, yeah. this uh, gentleman and I had a really productive exchange that went on beyond this email. And cool. one of us mentioned, I think I mentioned to him was, I think the exchange in itself was a good example of how folks, and, and, and by the way, he mentions he is for gay rights. He's for those things. He's not, he's not against sure. mm-hmm. yeah. these yeah. types of romances or relationships. Mm-hmm. He makes a different point. But that our exchange was, I think, an example of folks who have differing opinions about how something might be addressed can do it in a civil way, you know? And, yeah. mm-hmm. But he also wrote, though, I was most disturbed. So he, that, that's not, that's a small thing. No, that's was, that's not even the big deal. He was I most disturbed by your brief because we clarified. He thought he was writing to the person who did this. When ultimately, I told oh. him, I told him, no, it's John. You should write these to John at Jenna's yeah. Grown Up. So Here's his get, email. Yes, yeah, I did. <laughs> I think I, I think I, I spelled it wrong when I did it when I typed it. Perfect. Down, so you, my meeting. Thank you for that. It was J O H N. I don't know. Um, but he's he said he was most disturbed by your brief but bigoted impression of those you believe to be quote anti woke end quote Oops. replete with mm-hmm. stale stereotypes and echoes of classism as if objections to the series were rooted in homophobia. I did clarify to him, look, uh-huh. that's not what we were saying. <laughs> we're not saying that. What is this? Well, welcome to Walmart. So is yes, that, there he is. That's the Walmart. Yes. It was the Walmart. Yeah. So yeah. the Walmart character, I almost wanted to write back and say, look, John's from Florida. He can do these things. He's allowed. <laughs> yeah. These are his neighbors. This is his family. John has a little twang. It comes out more pronounced at different times. I'll stand behind my impression too. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's fine. It's, yeah. No, it, you know what? It it is a stereotype, and it is one Ooh. with which I relate. I am mm-hmm. a redneck. I grew yeah. up on a dirt road, yeah. Yeah. and I had to fight yeah. to lose that twang, to lose uh-huh. that stereotype. But uh-huh. it's in me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I still grew up in woods. I mean, it's yeah. it's just how it would. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you just realize, John, it's a trope. Yes. 
mean, it's a trope. It's a it shorthand is. for saying, now maybe it's yeah. a bigoted shorthand in a sense. Sure. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm not dropping epithets though. I'm just saying, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. historically people of this upbringing might be somewhat myopic to mm-hmm. cultural yeah. norms and changes. Right. So. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When somebody goes, are they gay? You know, that kind of thing. It's right. like, I hear this. Like, there's, there's like, a, there's like a, a spin on it. It's like, you can say, is uh-huh. someone gay? But if someone uh-huh. comes from that background, they go, oh, they're gay. Like yeah. there's something on it, you know, yeah. that's- It's all stink on it, yeah. It, it, it's, yeah. It's loaded. It's loaded. Yeah. And I hear that and I've lived that, so. You, yeah, you've experienced it. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Uh, yeah. I remember uh, you said familiar. the Willer. The Willer. <laughs> the Willer. The Y'all Willer. see a Willer? You see the Willer? Willer. They're making the Willer queer. Willer got the gay girls in the Willer. But anyway, so look, ultimately, this gentleman wrapped this up saying, I don't want to be overly negative. Discovering your podcast was like finding buried treasure. And buried I ap- treasure? And I Aww. apologize. I didn't write in earlier to say how much I enjoy it. I hope you receive this as a sincere concern and not an effort to impugn your otherwise excellent efforts. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. And again, he and I no, exchanged a couple of emails no. and uh, uh-huh. Uh-huh. we will we will raise your ire and encourage you to email us at some point <laughs> next time uh, when we talk to you next time on 1980s Now. Until next time. I hope I'll be back. (laughs) This podcast is part of the 80s Ruled Network. Visit the 80s Ruled on Facebook for more 1980s awesomeness.